Welcome to Analog Stick, a PlayStation 2 podcast, the podcast where normally every month we do a deep dive on one PS2 game and we cover the game's development history, discuss its legacy, as well as share our thoughts and opinions on the game through a modern lens. But this is our first bonus episode. We are going to be discussing all of the games that we have talked about throughout the year, minus the entirety of the PlayStation 2 launch lineup. Because it's so stanky? Because it's so it's too stanky, and we didn't really play them. I didn't want to like have like a how many were there like thirty? I thought there was like forty one. We would have had like a fifty game list then, yeah, if that was the case, <laughs> which would have been too much. So yeah, in this bonus episode, we're going to be ranking every game that we've played so far for the podcast, minus the launch lineup. I am joined by Morgan, my host, my co-host. No, not, I am the host here. You're the host. <laughs> I mean, I always say, uh, I don't know if you're supposed to introduce yourself as a co-host. Like, that always sounded weird to me. In different iterations, or in uh, different iterations of, like, the introduction spiel, I've said, I am your co-host, Clayton, and I am joined by my co-host, Morgan. But that sounded weird to me. So I said, host, Clayton, co-host, Morgan. Yeah. Although, the presence of a co-host, I feel like, implies that there is no host there's only yeah. co-hosts you could just say i'm clayton here with my co-host morgan because then it's it's just like inferred that we are both co-hosts i don't know yeah that's true i need to rework the intro i want to raise <laughs> no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so both morgan and i have come to this episode with a list of our top 12 games that we've discussed over the course of this year the way that we're going to do it is we're each going to give out our individual lists and we will discuss the games, I guess, as we talk about them. I will predict Morgan's top three and Morgan will predict my top three. Are we going to predict each other's top three first? Because as we run through our yeah, list, I was gonna say we're going to reveal what that, the top three is. Right, right. Um, you know, maybe that wouldn't make sense to discuss first. I was going to do it when we got there, but... Uh, like having written them, da- written them down beforehand, like reveal what we thought the top three was going to be, even if it included games that had already been talked about. But yeah, let's, let's do it first okay. before we get into each list. And then do do we want to reveal whether or not that was correct? Or do we want to go through our lists and sort of be like, oh, you might have got it right. <laughs> mm, yeah, I think we'd leave it a mystery. Okay. But we'll say it to like get it yeah, in yeah, writing yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. now, like whether or not I was okay. right. So yeah, we're each going to talk about our list, and then we're going to use a point scoring system to combine our two lists into one list that will be the canonical list of the greatest PlayStation 2 games of all time, slowly expanding as we discuss more games. Yes. All right, so Morgan, you're going to give your list first, and I I will share what I predict your top three to be. Okay. Starting with number three, mm-hmm. I predict ATV Off-Road Fury. I'm not going to look at your face. I don't want to see your reaction. Okay. And number two, I predict Haunting Ground. Mm-hmm. Number one, I predict Jack and Daxter. Okay. That is my prediction. Okay. We shall see as we get into your list how accurate that All is. All right. So just like for starters, I will say I think we both had slightly different approaches for our lists. Mine is sort of a mix of being objective and subjective but leaning mm-hmm. towards objective. Whereas I feel like you were, oh, yeah. you said that you were more subjective. I definitely was. Okay. 
so yeah, like what were your what were your objective criteria then? Like uh, polish, yes, focus, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, polish had a lot to do with it. Sort of like okay, what what do I think this game was setting out to do, and like how well did it accomplish that? And sort of like, did I think it had good game design at mm-hmm. like the center of it? Um, and so that that's sort of like how I tried to do my ranking. Um, and I will say that like story had some influence too. Like, did I think the story was like good or handled well or whatever? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I tried to be like more objective than subjective with mine. Were you giving any leniency to like, for instance, like design principles that were more accepted during this time? Or were you coming at it from like a modern perspective? Um, I think I don't really know. Because we have some games that struggle to hold up. Yeah. Like usually for controls. And I wonder if that impacted the I think, ranking. Yeah. So when I was when I was ranking them, I was trying to like compare the games to each other as PS2 games. Like I wasn't trying to hold them up against like anything modern. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. So but I'm sure like my opinions about modern games like definitely influenced this, like I think. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mine, mine for sure. My list is definitely like, here's what I think is like enjoyable today still. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which I think, yeah, ultimately mine, the ones that were my favorites were the ones I still found enjoyable to play in the modern day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we can't escape that we're in the modern day. You can't outrun time. It's true. Anyway. (laughs) So all that being said, uh, do you want me to give my number 12? Number 12. All right. Burger King, <laughs> Burger King, foot lettuce. <laughs> um, yes. So at the bottom of my list, stinky last place is Oni. Mm. I think. Yeah, I saw this. Coming. Yeah, uh, Oni's writing was all over the place. The level design was really lackluster. The level geometry was mostly symmetrical. The textures were blah. Um, the combat system was really ambitious. Was <laughs> a freaking nightmare um just to Mm. like try and get through fights even with cheats enabled it was still a pain in the ass to oh yeah i forgot that you had cheats i did and it's still it was still not a fun even when you're the most overpowered thing in the room you still can't have fun that's terrible Mm -hmm. it was just not fun uh i would not recommend this uh the 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 art direction between like the inconsistencies in like the character portraits between cutscenes and like the game UI, just any oh, yeah. anything you could imagine to like nitpick in a game, this game goobered it. So that's why it's at mm-hmm. the bottom of my list. <laughs> number eleven. Yes. Yeah, so my number eleven. <laughs> Tulip. <gasps> yeah. What an upset. I know. <laughs> I, oh no. I debated on this one. This one was like, I think the hardest thing to place because it's like Here's the thing. Is it at the bottom of my list? Yes. Would I recommend that you play it? <laughs> also, yes, somehow. What? I don't know. I don't know. I might. I don't know. Just because if you were to play it as the developers intended, you would have a god awful time. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you would. The, the, the yeah, prerequisites would. to enjoy playing this game are you have to find that game fact guide. The game FAQ, whatever, game facts, whatever. Yeah. Shout out to whoever yes. wrote that. I think we, we gave them a shout we out. We did in the, in the episode. episode. You have to find that yes. guide. Um, 
and you have to have an emulator with save states because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just pure bullshit. The puzzles are bullshit. It has I love the art direction. I love the 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 character and like the love put into this game. I love it for that. But the actual like design of the game and primarily just like the puzzles they don't make any sense. It's nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's why it's ranked so low. But like I said, under those specific conditions, I would 100% recommend this game because it's so cute and so fun. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you well, to the emulation point, you kind of have to play it through emulation. That too. Uh, save states, you know, for that reason. But also, you can't buy this game yeah. for a reasonable price. Yeah. Uh, it's an extremely rare PlayStation 2 game. All right. Moving on to number 10. Call of Duty. Yep. Yeah, I don't think this is a surprise. Expected. Yeah, it had some good-ish moments, but also the the checkpoint sort of system, especially with the tank missions, the just like the sheer like, like I said, that one mission where it's like you have to hold this thing for ten minutes, and it's like you're really gonna make me sit here and do a shooting gallery for ten minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. just just stuff like that where it needed some polish it's one of those games that's very hard to go back to yeah as we mentioned before yeah control wise it does not No, and just like just like the feel of it's very clunky um that's the main thing yeah yeah like i said the, it, it has some good moments there were some moments like in the intro where i was like really impressed with like the atmosphere that they had going on that was pretty good um it kind of yeah i mean i feel like early call of duty games have like a really nice atmosphere and this game kind of gets there yeah okay. yeah kind of has that like fun fun world war ii vibe <laughs> yeah you know how fun world <laughs> war ii was yeah sure yeah. <laughs> um yeah anyway uh yeah so that's that's why that one is, is pretty low on the list um number nine number nine atv <laughs> off-road fury was all the way down yeah are you kidding yeah. me yeah i don't know you at all <laughs> Um, so all of my nostalgia is for ATV Off-Road Fury 2, not the first one, uh, does have a bump in soundtrack. Uh, however, the, you can play one, only like one course of this game, like one race course, and you pretty much have the gist of the whole game. Okay. And like graphically speaking, it's okay, but not like, I don't think it's all that impressive. Uh, well, you're looking this at me. Fucked. What? Oh my God. What? <laughs> We're about to have like a mirrored list and it's just going to be all even, like everything on the list is just going to be equal. Oh no. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, But, but yeah. uh, And like, also it's like, would I recommend this game to somebody? Eh, I don't know. I mean, like it's only going to keep you entertained for like maybe a couple hours, like two to four hours at the max, I think. So I am so shocked. I had this at number three for I know, you. And you have no. it all the way down here at nine. <laughs> anyway, moving on from that, at number eight, I have Scalar. Scalar had a lot of character, and I appreciated that. I think a lot of the like level design and just like the sheer amount of like s- like vibrant like stuff they were able to fit on the screen at one time was like impressive. But I had complaints about, like, the combat. The combat's frustrating. There's, like, it lacks, like, some polish there, um, especially with, like, the 
hitboxes and stuff that make it really frustrating. And like by the end of the game, the combat's just like, I wanted to rip my hair out. I was like save state scumming, that sort of thing. And like the final boss, terrible. The ending, like the story just feels like really half-assed and like awkward. Yeah, it had that whole like weird, like alternate ending. Yeah. That was like kind of difficult to get, I remember. And also like, it's so strange that this game decided to go like an alternate ending. Right. I don't know. Uh, But some of like the platforming stuff was genuinely fun. And I did like that part. So that's why it's ranked so high-ish, kind Mm -hmm, of. It's mm -hmm. not that high. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so uh, moving on to number seven. Uh, This is where I stuck Harry Potter. Uh, And the, Mm. is it Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone? I don't remember. Sorcerer's Stone. Um. So my thing with this one was I sort of was like going back and forth of like between Scalar and Harry Potter. I felt sort of like the same level of like appreciation with both of them. Harry Potter ranks higher just because I liked the dungeons in Harry Potter, like the dungeon design in Harry Potter more than I liked the stuff that Scalar had going on. Um, The reason why it's not ranked higher is because the combat was janky. And made oh, me yeah. mad. <laughs> and the final Very boss. Very simplistic and flim- or like um, finicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Scalar and Harry Potter both suffer from the same thing, which is a shitty final boss. Just a just an obnoxious yeah, right. boss fight. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why they're both like sort of in the same the same area. Um, but Harry Potter had a lot of charm, and I had decent amount of fun playing mm-hmm. it. I liked it. So um, I got a question yeah. for you. Are we at the point where you, or what is the point on your list? Because I assume we're, we've passed it, where you're like, these games are good now. Like, um, where is the demar- line of demarcation between bad and good? Do you maybe think? eight-ish. If I could rate them with colors, 12 through nine would be like, hold on, if I could rate through colors, <laughs> sorry, 12 and 11 would be red, stanky. Um, Stanky. Uh, nine and eight would be like orange. Like, eh, you could try it. Orange. Orange, very appropriate for ATV. Dusty. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, uh, six, and five would be like yellow. And then four to one would be like more of a green. Uh, four mm-hmm. would be lime, sort of like an in between yellow green. And then uh-huh. the top three would be green, would be like play these. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So number six, I have SSX. Even though my experience with this game was not great just because my emulator was bugging out (laughs) and like making my character model disappear and stuff. uh, This game, like it knew what it wanted to be and it just did it. Like there wasn't, you know, it's like, is this my favorite type of game? No. But also was it a (laughs) good type or was it a good... um, instance of this type of game yes it's actually rated extremely highly on metacritic okay it's one of the highest rated metacritic games we have i think that's mostly due to the fact that it was a very early ps2 game um kind of lumped in to the launch lineup although i do believe it released a couple days after the launch of the ps2 okay um but i think that that early like next gen 3d thing is what sold a lot of people mm -hmm. And the fact that it was, like, decent. Okay. So. Um, then on to number five, SSX Tricky. I don't think it's that surprising that they're right next to each other. Because Tricky basically just polishes SSX. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, I don't really have much to explain there. 
SSX, but better. Yeah. Yes. Number four is TMNT. All right. Yeah. So I stuck this at number four because I genuinely had fun. Well, I have a lot of nostalgia. This is, see, this is where it's like, yeah, I was a little subjective about it because, I mean, is SSX a better snowboarding game than TMNT? Is a platformer? Maybe. Better turtle yeah. game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> turtle type game but you know what i just like it (laughs) i don't know i like the platforming i like the setting (laughs) it makes me feel like yeah i'm a turtle and i'm climbing around buildings in new york city and that's all i really want from a turtle game okay and like Mm -hmm. the combat it's not that deep but like it's fun to me so (laughs) here we are i don't know um that that was like a big like nostalgia one i think uh so that might like be kind of strange mm-hmm. compared to the rest of my list. Anyway, all right, we're number three. So we're in the top, in the three, top three now. Three. All right, my number three is Nightfire. Yep, I was debating putting that as your number three. Yeah, I would have had a very accurate list if that was the yep. case. The thing I like about Nightfire is it has. I I like. I didn't like the vehicle sections, <laughs> but the James Bond gameplay, like the not vehicle gameplay. Um, I liked a lot and I had fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that was playing stealthy or playing like it was Doom with the shotgun, I had fun either way. I liked the uh, gadgets um, and how they added, like, it has to me sort of like a replayability value because there's like depth to the gameplay that we didn't really experience the first time that could be sort of like fun to like experiment with in a second playthrough. Mm-hmm. So that's why that is rated so highly. At my number two is Jack and Daxter. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just really well polished. Um, like the level design, the visuals and everything are super impressive. Um, you know, the fact that it doesn't have any like load screens or anything like that. There is a lot to collect, a lot to do. Platforming is fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like... I know we had like some complaints about it, but compared to like the other stuff we've played, yeah. it seems uh, really uh, not so I, bad. <laughs> I want to go back to maybe listen to that episode again at some point because in my head, we were very negative. Yeah, yeah. Like we were focusing on our critiques of the game and not really focusing enough on... Praising uh, it. Anything that we were praise about the game. Uh-huh. So... Yeah. But obviously, we both really like this game right Uh, yeah especially compared to like the other games we've discussed yeah so yeah well and also like i said i do i do have some nostalgia for that game out of the like jack and dexter trilogy um the first one is my favorite Mm -hmm. um i think most people share that right yeah because it's it's pretty big departure from like first game to the second game is like we'll get to that (laughs) yeah yeah it has it has whimsy and i like some whimsy um, that being said, number one, Haunting Ground. No whimsy. Yeah. No, no whimsy, whimsy there. No. And got no whimsy. Just serious and, and upsetting. And um, I this game gave me nightmares. It had a psychological <laughs> effect on me, both as a child and an adult. Um, so number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this game has been... It, it, it went into my brain when I watched that Let's Play as a child, and it never left it. It, it just and and as soon as we were like discussing doing this podcast, this was the game where it's like I have to discuss this game. I have to bring this up. I have to experience it again as an adult and like, you know, a great psychosexual 
psychological sort of thing going on with like the writing and the way it's presented to you. Um, the, the design of like the, the castle is really cool. I don't know. I just liked it. I liked it a lot mm-hmm. and it was really fun to talk about and discuss. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that's why that is at my number one. I wanted to compare that game a lot to resident evil, um, while playing it, but, uh, we're currently going through resident evil four right now. And that will be the next episode. If you're listening to this as it releases and the sort of vibe of these two Capcom horror games is I think very different because there's such, there's such a high level of cheese in Resident Evil 4 that's not there with this game. Like this game is serious and mm-hmm. there's some parts that maybe are just like a little over the top, but that's the most you could say. It, it, it tries to keep it very like scary the entire time. Yeah. Whereas RE4 kind of turns into an action game. Right. right. So, and I think it captures that sort of like desperate survival sort of feeling. Yeah. Uh, well, not that mm-hmm. not that RE4 also doesn't do that in some ways. They do it. They just do it in different ways. Very yeah, very different ways. It's yeah. This one's like a um yeah. It's a running. It, you're running from your exactly. What, and you yeah, don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where in R is an RE4, it's like you're scrambling to kill the thing that's coming at you so right and also like i said in in like that episode itself the moment where um like this is the game that also well i know i mentioned the nightmares but it like emotionally affected me the most like especially the moment where like fiona connects with like huey and like the first cutscene yeah the music box soundtrack and that actually made me like i'm gonna tear up like it like hit me like pretty hard and like i don't know i think that that's it's really impressive um for its era yeah uh, that is that is producing emotions that resident evil is frankly incapable of producing because of the <laughs> amount of cheese that yeah. they toy around yeah, with exactly can you imagine getting teared up in re4 no like oh leon found his little dog yeah no leon walks up he's like hey hey there dog right hey there hey <laughs> it's that dog from before <laughs> hey it's that dog what a good boy where did he You're come like, oh from oh my god Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. yeah. It's my dog, um, Bingo. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that being said, do you want me to give you what I think your top three is? Yes. Hit okay. me with w- what you predict my top three to be. All right. So number three, I have Haunting Ground. And number two, I have Jack and Daxter. And then number one, I have SSX Tricky. So we will see how you go from there. I don't yes, know. we'll get into how accurate or inaccurate that yes. list is. Okay. Um, as I work my way through, so I'll start with my number twelve, Oni. So we both have Oni. <laughs> We're number number wah, twelve. Wah, wah. This game, I think, it just radiates potential, unachieved potential. Like mm-hmm. everything about this game had me so excited going into it. Um, aside from the fact that I had like. I've heard I've heard people talk about this, but no one talk about it in like a necessary like, oh my god, you gotta play this. This is like a PS2 hidden gem sort of thing. It's it's just like, hey, remember that time Bungie made this PS2 game before Halo? I wanted it to be good. The aesthetic, having like a um ghost in the shell type like action brawler shooter sounds yeah. like it could be so good. Especially and since I would be... sorry, Ghost in the Shell kicks ass, just saying. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like that that kind of time period of anime. I'm not a big anime 
fan or anything, but like mm-hmm. that this sort of time period of anime, I just find very enticing uh, from a visual perspective. Yeah. So very disappointed that it didn't net out. It just comes off so generic and it's, it's like fighting game esque combat system is very cool, but it doesn't, it doesn't really work. <laughs> no, it's not like, it's not super satisfying. So that's number 12. Number 11, I have Call of Duty Finest Hour. Um, I hated this game. Okay. <laughs> uh, mostly because I was, you know, very, I was very excited to get into the early console Call of Duty, like, uh, you know, the World War II, everything before Call of Duty 4 um, era, because Call of Duty 2, the Treyarch one, or no, the Infinity Ward one, was like my entry into Call of Duty, but also like first-person shooters. And I just remembered it so fondly um, that I expected the first game to be decent at the very least, but it was very far off from that. Yeah, just not very difficult to go back to the sort of clunky aiming mechanics. I think a big issue with that, like we discussed in the episode, was like the lack of... There was no like gradient to your reticle aiming like it was just like you're always moving too slowly or too quickly to like Mm -hmm. properly aim at anything and aim assist just like wasn't helping you so number 11 disliked for me this is where the list gets into like the green of like or like the uh good spectrum so uh call duty and oni i think are bad Mm -hmm. and everything past this i think is some degree of good playable you know, whatever. Uh, so number 10, I have Scalar. Okay. It, it's a, you know, it's a lizard platformer. <laughs> what can I say? I wasn't really vibing with the whole, like, uh, everything's a lizard. You're in lizard world now. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't really for me, personally. Um, I do think that, like, it executed its lizard aesthetic fairly well, but I just didn't vibe with it that much. Uh, the platforming was fine enough there was a lot of these forced combat arenas which were kind of lame and story story was a bit like just yeah, it just didn't work you know so going up number nine i had ssx the first ssx really yep i don't know if it's because i have both ssx and ssx tricky in my head but like i i do remember not liking the first game finding it just kind of half half like half baked and like and again it probably is like an influence of playing the later games first and then coming back to this one where they were still trying to figure out what ssx is but i just don't really see the need for ssx we have ssx tricky you know yeah we don't need this going on to number eight i got team and t uh i kind of came around on it in like the post-podcast capturing footage time. Uh, it's a very decent, like, action platformer with a big emphasis on, you know, brawling. It's just too simplified. Like, I feel like if they just had, like, a couple more, like, fighting mechanics, like combat mechanics, and maybe, like, a couple more platforming, I don't know, abilities or something, the game just felt too samey to me for mm-hmm. its runtime but at the same time i do think it was 
decent. And I think the speed running potential of that game is actually enjoyable. And it is kind of at the forefront of that game with the clock that it gives you and stuff like that. So it's like a time trial based game, which is fun. I, I like stuff like that. So putting that at number eight, Team and T. Number seven for me is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, I find it very whimsical, but flawed. I do think I enjoyed... I think that TMNT is probably more refined, but does less things. And I think Harry Potter does just a little bit more and, I don't know, exploring the castle and stuff like that, like, just was enjoyable enough for me to, like, I don't know, get me through. It's, uh, I don't know, eight hours? Yeah. Yeah. The castle exploration was, like, the main thing for me, even though it was, like, a lot of very samey corridors and stuff like that it just like it captured the atmosphere that i think i want harry potter games to capture which is like this kind of whimsical i'm a little kid this is a magical world of stuff i don't really understand or get yet Uh, a lot of problems stealth being probably the biggest but you know it was uh it was it was conquerable yes (laughs) i guess that's true number six got big daddy tulip up here oh (laughs) when i was writing this list I, I'll be honest, I did come at it from the mindset of what's the highest I can reasonably get away with putting Shulup right. before I'm just... Lying like, to yourself? Degrade, yeah, lying to myself. <laughs> I figured number seven was good. So it's about like, what is this, the midway point of the list? No, this is six. So it's like just above the midway of the list. It's uh, just so unique and clearly sets out to be a frustrating irritating annoying experience Mm -hmm. and exceeds at that in such an amazing way it doesn't do it by accident it's clearly intentionally a frustrating time and i love it it's like the whole time it's like you, you as the player you're like banging your head against the wall trying to get some stupid mechanic to work out or something and the game is like laughing at you with its aesthetic, like it's sort of like wacky aesthetic and like terrible soundtrack. It's like acapella thing that it's got mm-hmm. going on. It's just ingrained in my head. It's living rent free up there. It's just this terrible, frustrating experience that I had. And I feel like that's what it wanted to do. So this this, this pitch that you've given for Tulip also makes me wish that that I had maybe ranked it a little higher. So <laughs> you're bringing me around to your view. Hey, I don't, I don't know, like, part of the reason that I wanted to do, like, a ranking was to kind of, it'll be like a, uh, hey, if you, if you're watching this and you didn't watch this thing that we discussed because you had no interest in it at the time or whatever, based on the title or whatever, just go, go do the tulip thing. Yeah. Go watch the tulip thing. Go, go experience this game. Go learn about that. uh, Yeah. It's insane. It's a Japanese kissing simulator. Right. For, for God's sakes. Um, you gotta, you gotta see what that is. <laughs> so that's my number six, Tulip, ATV Off-Road Fury. I have at number five. Okay. Um, I find all the ATV games to be very enjoyable, despite being very samey and perhaps making the previous entry irrelevant in a similar way to like SSX and SSX Tricky. I imagine whenever we, whenever the time comes to cover two, it's just gonna be like, yeah, why wouldn't you play two as opposed to like, why would you play one over two but i think that it was a fun time also i just like it was the i'm trying to think was this the first game i played after my wrist surgery or the last game i played before my wrist surgery 
And I feel like that had something to do with my ranking because okay. it was either like the last game I played for a while, so I was thinking about it for a while, or the first game I played after not being able to play video games for a long time. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to play video games again. Uh, so either one of those could have influenced my ranking of this. ATV Off-Road Fury, number five. At number four, I have Nightfire. And Morgan, you may be thinking, wow, I, I, I've nailed Clayton's top three. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to that. Um, but Nightfire, I think probably, mm, I don't want to say the most underrated game we've covered, but it's a very accessible game uh, if you're buying physical PlayStation 2 games still. And it's just, it does a lot of things really well. It feels like a, it feels like a prototype for the um, modern day Call of Duty formula where you're constantly jumping from location to location and like it's got like a, a mix of like vehicle levels and stuff in there. The pacing of the vehicle stuff gets a little iffy, but I feel like it had the right idea of like we're gonna break up stuff, like break up the game, the gunplay, the standard like stealth and shooting stuff with um, a variety of like bombastic vehicle levels, which is I think I think it had the right idea, and it executes most of that pretty well. Again, go listen to the Nightfire episode if you want to hear more. So that's number four. Number three, I have Haunting Ground, which um, <laughs> Morgan may have guessed. I did. I see this as a very, very solid horror game that covers themes that I don't think are discussed in many other horror games. Granted, not like a huge participant in the horror genre, so very limited frame of reference for that, but it's really like interesting and scary themes that it's discussing throughout the whole game, and it's like... A very, like, closed and, like, focused story. There's only, like, a handful of characters, and it's it's very tight. So, mm -hmm. big fan of that. Um, so, number three, Haunting Ground. Number two, I have Jack and Dexter. Oh, my God. <laughs> I read you like a book. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a very solid platformer. Animation-wise, really incredible. Like, a lot of things that game does hold up today from, like, a visual perspective and stuff. Like, if they made that game today and it was just, like, a up sort of thing uh, where they cleaned up the textures and all that, um, it would probably look like a look. It would probably look pretty close to a modern-day release. Like, it's very graphically impressive. Um, the animation work is super, like, fun and fluid and very bouncy. A lot to like about it. Yeah. Don't listen to that episode. Um, no, maybe, I don't know. It'd be, I feel like the Venn diagram of people who have listened to that episode and will listen to this episode is probably just as a big circle eating a little circle. So you probably already have listened to it. And number one, I have SSX Tricky because this game is so god dang good. I come back to it so frequently. It's a game that I will just boot up on occasion and just jump through a track go into like the show off mode and stuff like that it's got problems but it's got such a fun style and everything from like the characters to the soundtrack i love it it's so fun it's like a fun blast of dopamine and nostalgia right in my brain every time i boot it up it's very approachable uh i think i would recommend it to and also it just speaks volumes in my mind to like the the, the era of the PlayStation 2. This feels like if I were to make some sort of collage 
of like iconic and seminal PS2 games slash characters, I would have to put like some SSX tricky representation on there. I don't know which character makes the most sense. Uh, maybe Elise. I don't know. But yeah, highly recommend. Very fun arcadey snowboarding game. And that is my list. So. All right. I see we have some ties. We do have, yeah, we have two sets of ties. Do you want to, do we want to work from the bottom up? And then like, as we get to ties, we can discuss them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Which one's the lowest here? Oni. <laughs> Oni. So yeah, coming in at number 12 for the combined list, Oni, uh, which both of us had at our lowest spot on our individual list. So yep. That one's pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So Oni at 12. And then what is 11? All right. Let's look for the next. What is our next? Number five, the Call of Duty. Call of Duty Finest five. Hour. Yep. That makes sense. We both had it. I had it at 11. You had it at 10. Mm-hmm. So. All right. I think our next lowest is Scalar. Is that correct? Scalar coming in at number 10. All right. Then at number nine, we have Tulip with nine points. That's a goddamn shame. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oh yeah, SSX. Yeah, Oops. I, I tell us number eight. God. <laughs> All right. So now we have our first tie. We have ATV and Harry Potter both at twelve points. Okay. So we rated Harry Potter at the same place, whereas ATV offered Fury. I had it lower. You had it higher. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Um, how do we settle this? How do we? What? So I ranked this, so I had ATV higher than Harry Potter and you had Harry Potter higher than ATV. Yes. Um, I guess we'll speak for the merits of each game and then come to a consensus on oh boy. which game is better. Ah, okay. So from my perspective, mm-hmm. ATV sets out to do less things. It succeeds at those things. Mm-hmm rather than setting out to do a lot of things and not succeeding. So it had like a, it had a tighter focus is basically what I'm saying. And it did well at that. It's also very dusty. There's not a lot of dust happening in Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but did, did it have the charm of going to Hogwarts though? <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, give you, how to quantify that. I, can, I mean, I could... Mm, I think for this list, I can actually, I think I might concede the Harry Potter. Like these two games, I think, I think the charm is a better argument than the, like. If you were handed copies mm-hmm. of these games. Which one would I want to play? Never played them before. Oh, which one? Before. Which one would you spend more time playing and have more fun while doing it? Or like what we would recommend to someone. Yeah. I think like I would recommend Harry Potter played? over ATV, but that's just. You know, maybe I would too. Like if someone hasn't played, showing if we're, you know, but also like ATV, you could pick up and set down too. That's true. Like it's it's a very pop in pop out thing. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna concede and stick ATV below it. Okay. All right. So Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone, number six. ATV Offered Fury, number seven. Mm-hmm. All right. What is next? Number five looks like that is TMNT. TMNT. Yep. I think that that's appropriately high. Yeah. That doesn't feel like, yeah. uh, hey, how the heck did that get up there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Although I did kind of shit on Tulip, Tulip, and I still feel a little bad about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I think that your reasoning for ranking it where you did is sound. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, I think it's the fact that it's so unique that it really gets me for that reason. But yeah. Right. Um, So it looks like Nightfire. Is it number four? Nightfire number four. Yeah. I think that that's good. I'm I'm glad that that's like above half at the very least. Yeah. I don't think that it had any chance of being super low. We both had it pretty high. What'd you have it at? I had three? it at three. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I had it at four. So makes sense. And then SSX Tricky at number three. SSX Tricky. And then we have a tie for first place. Yep. Jack and okay. Daxter and Haunting Browns. <laughs> Jack and haunting Daxter. Browns. Yeah. Jack and Daxter and Haunting Grounds both got 22 points. We okay. both rated Jack and Daxter at number two. And I rated Haunting Ground at number one. And that was your number three, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. How do we... I don't like this. I don't like... Yeah, I don't like, yeah, I don't like deciding between these two. Also, first of all, probably the most disparate game right? that it could be... I just gonna like, say they're at opposite ends of the spectrum you have friendly colorful child platformer game oh wait let's have fun let's have some some comedy some mm-hmm. like flouncy animations and then you have haunting ground who it's like you are constantly being ogled and at the threat of being pr- impregnated against your will there's no happiness there's no no safe place I will say that the through line between these two games is the breast size. Yeah. There are <laughs> some big badonkers. Yes. In both games, in- the children's game and the horror game. Yeah. Uh, which is funny. Uh, okay. The, the two highest games on our list. <laughs> the games. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So... I I don't know because this is really I think it speaks to the PS2 library that like this is kind of like these two games it's like both ends of the spectrum for its kind of fast library that appeals to a lot of different demographics Uh huh. (sighs) oh man I did not see this coming I did not foresee this being an issue Um, all right I have an idea so you know how in our podcast we always sort of break them out into like the the story the campaign the mechanics that sort of thing yeah what what sort of categories would you like to break these games down into and then it within those categories Compare? yeah which one did better and whoever mm. does best in the most categories gets number one does that make sense if we could do make it make please make it an odd number of categories <sighs> so that we don't tie it's weird though yeah that's weird though because if we do mechanics, campaign, aesthetics, mm-hmm. Jack and Daxter wins mechanics. It's, yeah. That's kind of the point of the game. And then right. Haunted Ground wins story. Campaign. Yeah, story. Yeah. And then we're deciding between the aesthetics. Uh, but hey, you mm. can't compare that though, because they're so different. I know. Like they're both And they're so both very good. good. Yeah, they're so good at what they're trying to do. This is rough. Um I don't know if I like I, I'm trying to just like think through the things that I like in my head, but I don't know if I lean either way necessarily. I mean, I obviously do. <laughs> I 
said put Haunted Ground over Jack and Daxter, and you didn't. I did too, but they were right next to each other on my list. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you put Jack and Daxter over Haunted Ground. Right? Right, right. Okay, okay. We both had them right next to each other. Right. Uh... So I guess by that logic, I should be advocating for Jack and Daxter, and you should be advocating for Haunted Ground. Yeah. Um, At the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I like, I, I like, I like both. I was gonna Quite say. So, so the reason why Haunting Ground is my number one is because to me, like I said, the emotional impact, which is so rare for a PS2 game to have, um, was like really up there, like the like with the story, and I thought the aesthetics were just that good. Um, so it didn't really rank necessarily because of the gameplay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, and thinking about it, thinking about it more, I think I do lean Jack and Daxter, but like the Haunting Ground thing, it's like, honestly, if I was going to go back and play one of these games, I'd probably dive back into Haunting Ground. Yeah. I would do the same. I, huh. you know, you play through, I, I 100% of Jack and Daxter. And after you 100% it, even like the, your reward for 100%ing it isn't, it's not that great. Um, or it's like, ah, ah, I don't know. <laughs> and Haunting Ground has the advantage of, because of the randomness of the stalkers and their behavior and your encounters, every time you play, it's going to be a little bit different of an experience. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if Haunting Ground would be more or less enjoyable for like pro, like if you get really good at Haunting Grounds, are you able to abuse the game? In Jack like- and Daxter, hundred or Jack and Daxter, um, Speedruns are nuts. Like, technically yeah. speaking, you have to be precise. It's, like, one of the hardest things to do. And there's a guy, his name is, I think it's Outrageous Josh, is, like, the king of Jack and Daxter, and he's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, Haunting Ground also has some speedrun stuff. I mean, Okay, like, I haven't checked it's that out, It's got, like, alternate actually. paths and stuff like that, like the okay. guide that I was following. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some stuff that you can just skip if you know what to do. Okay. So there is, like, some... And it also has the multiple endings thing. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. That uh, that really fast ending that you can get with... Right. Um, you can escape early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or not with Huey, with... Uh, oh, man. What was his name? Develitas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like... All right. This is hard. I know. Out of like the... Again, this is me advocating for my top pick, but the cast of characters in Haunting Ground was well at least fiona huey debilitas and daniela were really strong and like really daniela was really fascinating as a character <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay here's here's an argument that i think we could maybe consider that would help us okay um so of on the ps2 library this is a list this is a what will be a Hopefully a decently long list of PS2 games, mm-hmm. all ranked. Um, Jack and Daxter, platformer, Haunting Ground, a horror game. Mm-hmm. What? How does how does Haunting Ground compare to other horror games on the PS2 library? And do we see it towards like the upper echelon? And same with Jack and Daxter. Compared to oh, other boy. platformers, do we see Jack and Daxter above like a lot of other? <sighs> platformers so i think as far as platforming goes i do know 
that I like the platforming and the sort of like gameplay and stuff in like Sly 1 <laughs> better than I do in Jack and Daxter. I think I do too. Um, as far as Haunting Ground compared to other horror games, now I have not played a ton, but the the amount of like tension and like freakouts <laughs> I had when playing Haunting Ground was I would say on par with or higher than when I played um, the remaster of the first Resident Evil on my Switch because I played a decent chunk of that. And that's like, you know, the classic Resident Evil, right? Classic survival mm-hmm. horror. Um, and I don't know, like, like Resident Evil, when I was playing that, as far as like being spooked by a horror game, had the benefit of I am armed and I know where the zombies are. Um, cause they kind of just like stay in the same spots. Right. Whereas haunting ground, it's like, I'm defenseless and I do not know when he's going to show up. <laughs> the guys, the guys that are out to get me, I'm makes you very paranoid all the time, stressing out. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it did give me literal nightmares, both as a child and a grown ass woman. Every time I think I got it down, I'm like, okay, I think that I'm leaning this way now. Uh-huh. I just like think of something else. Okay. Like the, the haunting ground thing, it's like, I love you know, characters, story, the narrative that it tells. But then it's like, I did get frustrated a bit. Yeah. Like, quite a lot. I didn't even beat it. <laughs> like. I didn't beat it either. I didn't get. Ah, dang it. That was whenever we were rushing before your wedding. Though. That's true. Um, whereas like, like I said, Jack and Dexter, I did 100%. But I was doing that. I wasn't. Here's the thing. I 100% of Jack and Dexter just for the platinum trophy. I wasn't I wasn't doing that cuz oh, I was yeah, having the time it. of my life. <laughs> like I know. <laughs> hmm. I think there's a lot of platformers that I would rank above. A lot of mascot platformers on the PS2. Mhm. Action platformers included that I would rank above. But would I I don't know actually. <laughs> I I yeah, I, I would I, with no hesitation rank Sly 1 above the first Jack and Daxter. I think I would too. And I think I would do the same for Ratchet and Clank series. Yeah, I think I think I lean Haunting Ground. Okay. For number one. Okay. Let's call it right. Haunting Ground number one. Alrighty. Fiona, you did it. <laughs> you got You've won. Yeah, you've won. Um our our little podcast prize for all of your suffering and losing your parents and being stalked and harassed and Yeah. All of that. You get a gold star, girl. <laughs> Let's go through the list one more time right. and then end the episode. So, to close out the episode, here is our combined list, the official list of the greatest PlayStation 2 games of all time uh, that we have covered. <laughs> <laughs> um, starting at number 12, we have Oni. Big old fat stinker at number, <laughs> at number 12 there. Yeah. <laughs> number 11, we have... Call of Duty Finest Hour. At number 10, we have Scaler. At number 9, we have Chulip. Number 8, we have SSX. At number 7, we have ATV Off-Road Fury. At number 6, we have Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. At number 5, we have Team NT. At number 4, we have James Bond, 007 Nightfire. At number three, we have... Ooh, we have... <laughs> I'm losing my voice. At number three, we have SSX Tricky. 
At number two, we have Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy. And number one, we have Haunting Ground. And that is our list. How do you feel about this list, Morgan? I feel pretty good about this. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it, it it's like definitely a good balance of like our opinions. Mm-hmm. It worked out really well, aside from, you know, agonizing over the ties. <laughs> yeah, the top the top two were tough. Yeah. I don't know if there's a way we can I don't think there's a way, mathematically speaking, we could have avoided this happening. Um, uh I mean like two people providing we just had them flipped, like was the thing. Yeah. So like That's true. That was difficult. Yeah. Or, or we had Jack at the same place and then yeah, so yeah. I don't know if there is with two people. We could have flipped a coin if it came down to it. I probably would have been happy either way. Yeah. But I feel good about this list. I feel like it's very representative of, you know, we're going to form it like this nice little representative list of the PS2. And hopefully I like Haunting Ground at the top because it's like this hidden gem type cult game. Cult classic. Hopefully we. Yeah. Yeah. Cult classic. Not a lot of people have experienced. I'm thinking of the games that we're playing this coming year, though. And I don't because I guess we'll do another ranking after after we finish all those and. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of bangers we're covering, so and will we add, I guess we'll add to this list. Yeah, I was going to say, will yes. we add them and then do like a, oh, we should probably. I, I don't know how we're doing it yet. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> I if don't you, know how we're doing it yet. If you want to do like the adding thing again, we should probably make like an Excel spreadsheet to do the adding and like the numbers and everything yeah, for us. Yeah, we should. Because that's going to get terrible. <laughs> it's going to get messy. Yeah. Um, so stick around for that. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode, our bonus episode. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast in general. If you found any of the games that we've discussed interesting, go back and check out that episode. Please leave a review or a rating on whatever uh, platform you listen on. Helps the show. Um, subscribe or follow. All that stuff. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> Goodbye.